Let's start with um, we're back. Blah blah blah. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, well, keep that in there. Okay, yeah, we're, we'll start with we're back. Yeah, and uh, we didn't actually introduce ourselves last episode, so we should probably do that. Hey, I'm Zach. I'm Ben. Welcome to the movie vault. Welcome back to the movie vault because we're back. Again. And now we are. Are we bi-weekly or bi-monthly? How does that work? I don't get. I don't get that phraseology. Doesn't bi bi-weekly mean twice a week? Yeah, yeah. But people I, say it as every other week. Right, and bi-monthly, bi-monthly would be correct, right? Because it's two times a month. Yeah, but unless you throw in the possibility of a a third week that you might do because of how the month schedule worked out. We're bi like, to try monthly. If you had like three Mondays in a month, you might do. Th- yeah anyway it's i guess you know you just call it whatever it is we do we're releasing every other week now is the plan yeah so i don't know how, what the name of that would buy two weekly no yeah two weekly yeah it's the name of the movie vault schedule okay yeah and this week we are going or this two week we are going <laughs> to um discuss the very very large hollywood inclusive movie called Look up. Oh, wait. Don't look up. Oh, wait. Which one? Which one? Should you look up or don't look? Or maybe you should just look forward or backwards or... Yeah. We're all Chris Evans. Or, like, like just go the thing where you, like, go cross-eyed. Yeah. I mean, honestly. there's a, that, they, That's the thing. That's what this movie was about. It was about there being only two possible directions when there's actually, like, six possible directions. Exactly. But we'll get into that because I also agree with that. Anyway. So... <clears throat> First off, we'd like to thank you. We've actually had a lot of listens for some reason when we're down. Maybe we should not upload more often. Yeah, honestly, we're thinking release like five more episodes and then take another six month break. And then get like triple views. Yeah. Uh, really, our, our Godfather episode has skyrocketed in listens. Honestly, it's uh, that's that one was, I mean, it is one of the most famous movies ever. So it makes sense. And with the most famous people talking about it. Ever. Right. Yeah. That, it's like pretty much all you could ask the superstars of movie of hollywood and the superstars of the podcast world i mean zach and i are basically the next joe rogan and uh who's second place in the podcast game i don't even yeah, who know. would you be um <laughs> uh i don't know oh, that's, i can't even think of it but like lex friedman like they're all like related to joe rogan in some way that are all the other podcasters that I know. Either who are, way, like, famous. Either way, it is an all-inclusive, all-you-can-eat movie vault episode that you should check back if you haven't watched it. Yeah, listen to it. I did this. Uh, the The Godfather is a really, really long movie, and we did our very best to try to remember everything that happened because a lot happened. Yeah, but although if you haven't seen it by now, then and you don't know the story, you know. Yeah, there like there is no spoiler alert for that movie. There is for this movie, however, because this movie came out in like late December or like mid December. So yeah, something like that. It is on Netflix. If you've ever heard of that. Yes, and it has half of Hollywood in it. Start with ranging from stars from Leonardo DiCaprio to Jennifer Lawrence to Ariana Grande to Jonah Hill to random other people. Uh, Melanie Linsky. Robert Joy, Tomer Sisley, you know, famous people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tyler Perry is in this, actually. He's pretty famous. And Ariana Grande is in this yep. um, as somebody who's basically herself as a meme kind of, I don't know, like a, a very uh, characterized version of herself, maybe. She wasn't even acting. Yeah, she mm-hmm. just basically had to show up and do her Ariana Grande thing. Anyway, I think we should start this episode by talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Because this had to be one of the most 
interesting roles I have ever watched Leonardo DiCaprio play. This was the first role where I was like, you know what? Leonardo DiCaprio is not that attractive in this movie. Um, Even though one of the main points of the movie was that Leonardo DiCaprio was like a really attractive nerd scientist type. A, what did they call him? An elf? A, (laughs) A I L F, which, wait, or no. D I L F, DILF. No, it wasn't DILF. It wasn't? No, uh, it it was some other acronym of the same type, Hmm. which we can all assume if you know what that means, you know what that means. And if you don't, don't look it up. Don't look up. Or do look up, or don't. I mean, but don't look. Look up, up at your own discretion. Let's just say. Uh, anyway, so so that was maybe a disagreement that I had. Like, did you think that like his his goal of this movie was to? Your like, question is: Is he attractive in this movie? Yeah, like that's the, that was <laughs> that's, the, that's starting. That's off what with. we're starting with. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, that is that is probably the most serious topic about this movie. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, I, I I get straight to like the deep mm. like stuff. Immediately I think the I think he pulls it off. I do. Yeah, I mean he does pull it off, but not it's the still role, the look. no, no, no. I think I think the part about him that is not attractive more than his his uh, his look is his personality. Yes, he's timid but straightforward, and he's you can tell he's genuine until he isn't. Yeah, and 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 part of it's like he just he just seems kind of weak, but he also is very smart. So you got like these kind of like conflicting things and he has he has a sense of direction until he stops having a sense of direction so then you're like he seems a little wishy-washy he is very likable in the beginning i'll say that um and i think he pulls off the look very well yeah yeah well that's the other thing i was like i think this goes it's it's definitely a win for dicaprio in that it shows that he has uh an ability to pull off a different role and make it convincing that's what i that was my determination uh, because I've seen him in, like you know, your Catch Me If You Can, Shutter Island, uh, you Once know, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, he plays different characters in those movies, or The Departed. Um, but he's he's generally the suave, cool main lead character who everyone uh, admires. He has to go through struggles, but he's strong. He's he's uh, he he has this like typecast like many main actors do and there's nothing wrong with having it but every once in a while when you see one break that that cast of their traditional character it makes you realize oh this is why people consider this guy at the top of his game because he can do this like it doesn't mean he has to do it all the time but he has the ability to when he desires yeah it's kind of like steve carell doing a serious role yeah but it, i mean less less polar yeah steve carell doing a serious role um, or like, yeah, I could think of a couple of different examples, but that anybody, anytime somebody goes against cast and it's not like, it's believable. Um, like I, I applaud that, I but I also am like, it does, you don't have to like keep doing that all the time, which we'll get into my, to what we think about Adam McKay, the director of this movie. And I think we might have some conversation about, uh, some of the stuff related to this conversation in the, the light of being a director. Anyway, I, so this movie kind of has a split in my opinion so there are things about it that worked and there are things that i think didn't worked didn't didn't (laughs) worked um but if i had so i can list them but really just starting out like i the pacing for me was a little weird so the the first part of the movie that worked was the pacing of that part was really interesting it had a it had a sort of 
we're doomed feel, you know? Like, they figure out the comet, um, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and she played her character very well, although her character Pixie, was... Pixie Dream Girl, scientist version. Yeah, and it, she was a little, uh, a little annoying in some parts, but, like, truthful, you know, realistic. Um, and she was the protagonist anyway, so... But... Yeah, the, the beginning was good. It kind of cut to different scenes of like what would happen, how how fast would this escalate, and it escalated very fast, which is probably realistic. Um, I would never, I wouldn't know, but it seemed realistic. And they kind of go on and they go to the president. The president kind of ignores uh, President Orlean and her son Jonah Hill, <laughs> who was yeah. very good in this movie. He's he's pretty funny. And yeah, it just kind of you can see how this this is all just breaking into it because there's a lot that goes on uh that the messages people won't believe it it gets politicized the media companies do stuff that they want to do um it can ruin people's lives cause people to make bad decisions um and yeah i guess political gain everything like that all the things that have probably impacted people the most in the past two two and a half years um are addressed in this movie you know um no matter what you believe or what you think about anything that's happened, anything at all that's happened in the past two and a half years, this movie talks about pretty much all the topics. Um, I don't personally think it addressed it in the right way, but it was interesting, but it was also tiring. I, mean, I don't want I, to... I, I, generally, I watch a movie to escape. Um, yeah. But yeah, this brought me back to the real life. Um, and it was okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and this was my sort of synopsis i think i wrote it in a way that's readable now my original version was uh quite something to behold um and was not very uh, understandable but i i said this adam mckay directs a complicated convoluted movie to try to postulate that the truth becomes elusive in a distracted world the only problem is he fails to make a convincing case as to what or who should be the source of our truth yeah if you're if you don't agree with me you're dumb <laughs> yeah it yeah. felt like that it didn't say that directly but it felt like that essentially the argument in this movie is that science has all the answers right yeah i mean that's the core <laughs> because because the scientist so he's kind of arguing that the scientific method that is in academic circles academic research circles um they they um they I have pure truth on their hands. And then what happens is that truth gets taken to the government and the government like pollutes the truth and then makes it and utilizes it to their advantage. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that's McKay's theory or his belief about what goes on in the world. Yeah. The question is, is that what actually happens or is more what happens that science and the government and Hollywood and pharmaceutical companies are all linked together and, and corporations public. And, the public. and the public opinion on the internet. Now there's a lot of power of public opinion on the internet um, are all sort of morphed together in this own, this giant orgy of like, of like just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. of just like, uh, of, of, of not like, like they're, they are all collectively polluting the truth at the same time yeah. because there's no, there's no funding for the science projects without the government or without, um, corporations or without these academic institutions. And all of it is a giant power struggle to have control over the narrative, which it kind of acknowledges, but it also says the narrative that the director believes is the one that's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, and maybe we should start with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to talk... I, I, let's start with, I think the other side is also a little bit true. So I think it did validate that some science is true mm-hmm. and the actual method is pure in its nature. Yes. However, people are sinful and people therefore ruin everything about it. But it does start from that initial discovery doing calculations logic is correct it is real right right so that's that i did appreciate that it did emphasize that science is is a truth however i don't think that it emphasized that i don't think it emphasized that the people who although they they would know orbitals but the stuff that goes on in the the thing is is so new and different than orbitals that's the thing they picked something they the maybe the kind of flaw of the movie is its foundation or maybe it's not even the flaw i don't i don't know their flaw is fair but the 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 astro i don't the the thing that they picked to represent all of this so obvious so point is so obvious that and then they're trying to correlate that with other things that aren't as like to be to be honest aren't as obvious like like yes you can you can say that people would maybe react this way about a comet in today's world i don't know i've seen so many things happen (laughs) that it might be somewhat believable but like i don't think there'd be a group of people looking down at the ground and not looking up there would be a group of people there would be okay fine we have flat earthers in the world i don't know we don't yeah that's the and there's no way to prove what would or wouldn't happen and the director takes advantage of that yeah i i agree with that um i think chris evans was right in this movie um (laughs) he says you know i just i don't look i don't look up or down i look i look forward straight ahead or something he says something along those lines i don't actually think he's right but i think that if i don't think that this movie represents correctly what actually has happened, even though it's it, it's it, it, the director is making it represent what has happened in the past two and a half years. But I don't think I think the flaw is, like you said, the foundation. It's a different situation. A comet coming towards Earth is way different than a pandemic, no matter what you believe. Like people would still people would still do what happened in this movie. I think. Yeah, you know, I think. People would yeah, there down. would be an extent. But and it might be the exact same thing that happens. But. To know actual truth about it is much different. Um, yeah, but even even we don't really know, which sucks. Yeah, but uh, yeah. The other thing that I I thought about this movie was I think Adam McKay was trying to make a movie that couldn't be criticized. <laughs> like, and I think that's like what made it so criticized was that he tried to make it so that nobody could criticize it. Like, like it, it had this like feeling that it was it was so intelligent and it was bringing you something that nobody had ever quite put into these terms that are so intricately obvious but it ended up just being like wow here's another guy who just thinks he's smarter than everyone else and yeah, it has it all like figured out a scene in like a tv show where the guy's like who's with me and he looks around yeah. and nobody is and and, and it, but the thing is in a weird way, it does kind of reflect on human nature. Because as I like kind of reflect on some of these these issues, there is this sort of like natural human desire that I've felt at times to like try to come up with my own personal theorization of what's going on to explain things, and and that becomes my like coping mechanism to how I to the fact that I can't control things. Like a lot of when you find flaws in yourself it comes down to the 
that, that you think that you have control over something in your life and that, and that, but the reality is nothing is in our control. And this movie is kind of arguing that things can be in our control, but people are too stupid to realize it because they're saying that you could blast the comet and everybody would be fine, you know, mm-hmm. but which might be true now. Like it might, you might actually be able to do that. I, I don't know how nuclear weapons work or anything like that, but theoretically you could do something. But the the idea that we can control, I think that's one of the, the main things that people have seen throughout this pan, if you want to use the pandemic as an example, is that... Which is what he was going for anyway. No, I mean, he was going for the pandemic and, and global for warming. global warming, is there's this idea that humans have the ability to control the world and that we don't do it. And, may, and maybe if the world was a flawless, sinless place, we could control everything but that's like but it's not it's, it's not attainable that. there's no utopia that we can strive for yeah and, and i don't know what you do like there's so many disagreements this is where all the disagreements come with people can acknowledge that and still argue about what we should actually go from there when we realize that um and because people acknowledge that who aren't even who don't even have any like there's one evangelical christian represented or Ex-evangelical Christian, maybe, because he's like, I don't know that he's like part of the church. But uh, but people can acknowledge that the world is like fundamentally flawed and and broken, I guess, outside of being a Christian. Like you can still sort of, I think you, people would have different philosophies on what, what good and bad are kind of outside of Christianity. But they could still be like, the world's flawed. But they might still have a different idea on how you should do that. And even within like religious groups like Christianity or, or uh, I imagine other religious groups, there's like dis- disagreement on what the practical application of living out those, those religions are in these settings. And so then we got this movie is yeah. like a big break, like vomit <laughs> fest of all of this. Basically stuff. what we're trying to say is we don't think that the foundation of this movie can represent what has happened. No. And what is happening. So mm-hmm. now we can go into the parts that we've enjoyed about the specific aspect of this movie, non-related to what we thought. Although it does relate in other parts too that we can talk about. But like the overall global warming COVID part, I didn't think it represented that well. Maybe in some parts, but overall. Overall, it did seem like a... And that's just my opinion. I don't know yeah. everything. Yeah, and again, that's where like I, I could become exactly what I'm accusing Adam McKay of being. So like what I would want anybody who's listening to this to understand is that I'm not I'm not saying that I know what the right answer is. I just think Adam McKay doesn't have it. You know that's it, what yeah. That's just, what that's the conclusion that I'll come to. I won't I won't spend all my time arguing about what should or should not have been done during the pandemic, what should or should not be done about global warming. At least not in this context. Like this this is not that beneficial yeah. to, and to I anybody. Do, I do have my views. Yeah, I have my own personal views, but they, they don't necessarily like me saying them out loud on some sort of public forum that I have no context of who's going to be listening. or. Yeah, but if I were on either side, my views wouldn't have been represented correctly in this movie. And no matter no, on either side, I see yeah. two sides of it, in my opinion. Well, because they did try to distill it yeah. down to the two points. But anyway, we can get into the parts that are about this specific movie that um, yeah. we kind of liked. And I so that's that that is a big, big, big flaw in the movie, because that is exactly what he was going for. It was kind of kind of, um, you know, he, he thinks he's changing people's minds. But yeah. the critics destroyed this movie, Many which is fascinating to me. I didn't it. I didn't even read the critical reviews, but 
it's kind of i mean there could be all kinds of reasons why critics wouldn't like this movie but you would think that more people would latch on to something like this based yeah. on our current climate and what hollywood is like but but so what i think you found out is that mckay thinks he's jumping on something yeah he thought he was jumping on something that everyone would get on board with and and really he he's has to learn the lesson the hard way like this is not what people were looking for he totally misjudged this like yeah like maybe yeah. That, that's, that's mckay's story though because he started out directing some different movies yeah um, and, and McKay is interesting because he directed like Anchorman. We reviewed Talladega Nights. Those are like the like some of the dumbest movies. Yeah, Step Brothers. Step like like and and so there obviously was a point in his career where he decided I got to do something smart. <laughs> I um, got to show people I'm smart. <laughs> and I should actually look him up because I think that turning point was what I think was actually a really good movie, which is The Big Short. And The Big Short is probably his first movie that is in well he does have this movie called wait i can't now i i need it yeah okay so he has this movie called the no the campaign was still he didn't he didn't even direct that he directed the vice which is a very yeah. divisive movie yeah the big short vice and don't look up are all kind of the same style of movie they have this weird editing style where they go back and forth between random like video picture thing like mm -hmm. they all do that i know what you mean yeah and and uh and they have like they have cast an a-list cast every movie does they have uh, he has works with christian bale steve carell ryan gosling brad pitt and and he does this thing i mean brad pitt kind of did the same thing that dicaprio did in the big short where he played some sort of guy who was like not particularly good looking like he's known for and he still had charisma but it was just a different kind but the big short was a was a good movie because it was it was about something that had happened that people didn't realize the housing crisis and for the most part i thought it oh, portrayed really? it in yeah i didn't know that and it was about people who shorted the housing crisis this was called the big short i'm not dumb I and <laughs> yeah i know and, and uh knowing a little bit about the housing crisis i do i do listen to tim Dillon, who's a comedian who sold subprime mortgages in the uh don't necessarily recommend him but uh the, but it was interesting to find out some of the mechanics of how that worked and uh, so i thought you know there wasn't it didn't really get political in the sense that it was blaming or maybe i just avoided listening to it was blaming like particular politicians it's more like everybody was doing this like everyone was blinded to what was going on except for these like four or five people who saw what was really happening and didn't believe the lies that they could you know pull off this <laughs> these like terrible mortgages and stuff vice you watch vice right I haven't. No. You haven't watched Vice. Okay. Vice is about the vice president of the United States uh, uh, during the Bush administration, Dick Cheney. Wait, seriously? Yeah. And and Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney. And it's, again, it's interesting. When was Dick Cheney it out makes, of office? What? I'm going to look up when he got out of office. And, when that movie and, 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 and Dick Cheney is a divisive political figure, but... McKay definitely made a much stronger, had a much stronger take on, on an actual political opinion than this. When did that movie he, come out? Uh, 2018. Okay. And he made a, a statement that Dick Cheney did a lot of these things. Now, I haven't read up on it. Dick Cheney could have done everything that he portrayed in the movie, <laughs> exactly like how he portrayed it. And, 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 and to be honest, there probably are definitely things that Dick Cheney 
did wrong. But the question is, you know, it did how did McKay did he understand everything that was going on? Um, but I definitely think there were some shady things going on. So I'm not I, like I I thought it was definitely still an interesting movie. That is crazy. maybe ten nine years after. That 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 is maybe the one part. It was very soon after it happened, which seems to be something that he likes doing. Um, and I'm not is is Dick Cheney still alive or no? Yeah, I think so. So that's that's I don't know like how does this movie get made? There's a lot of questions on that, but I think that if you look at it from a you take away all of your political leanings, if you lean to one party or another, if you lean to the Democratic Party, you're probably going to be fine with a movie like Vice. If you lean to the Republican Party, you might be a little uneasy because this is somebody who is in office who Republicans voted in. If you don't have any sort of leaning, then this is great for you because. <laughs> Like this probably, and if you, it, it might be good for people who lean one like the direction toward the Republicans because you might see sort of the flaws in that party, and that's what I'm saying. If you kind of try to look at it from that perspective and take take the stuff that's not like insinuating things beyond what you know happened. In that I specific don't know. situation. Yeah. Anyway, not to talk too much a about. A person advice. doesn't represent a party every time. Right. Anyway. This yeah, this movie's bringing up a lot of different things, but uh, yeah. I'm trying to to talk about politics in a way that Doesn't that I can. People. No, I'm just no I I don't want I don't want to not offend people, but I I want to acknowledge that that I I don't know that much, so I'm not that, that's the it's not because I don't want to take a stand on things necessarily. It's more that um, like I I think from a, a reviewer perspective, it's better to sometimes take off some of your personal biases and beliefs and just kind of let the let the listener determine from from what the movie is saying like i'm just trying to provide you the factual information we are political molinists yeah no, i'm just are. joking <laughs> but uh yeah no it i'm trying to do the joe rogan thing where he, he's in the centrist and then he's just so wishy-washy because of it <laughs> he's just he just leans just into facilitator. he just leans into whatever guest is on his podcast and then he he like disagrees when someone else is on he's like oh yeah that guy's weird. he has taken some interesting political or not political but like i guess stands lately that have gotten him into some hot water but i think he's realizing that you have to do that in order to be i mean that's what enga- that's what engages people and mm-hmm. so that's what that's what he's done but but we should get into the parts of this movie that are that are kind of interesting and fun. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the characters were portrayed very well. So the acting was mid to top tier for me. Um, <clears throat> Leo's character, uh, I forget his name, Doctor something, is very good. Um, I can't remember anyone's names. Here, then, I, I will bring them up. So we got Dr. Randall Mindy mm-hmm. as Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Kate Dibiaski. Yes. Okay, um, yeah. Um, and then, all, like, Jonah Hill portrayed well, and uh, uh, Meryl Streep played President Orlean very well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that the interactions between them, so uh, Dr. Er, Dibiaski and um, Jonah Hill were pretty fun. Um, Jennifer Lawrence and Leo had some good chemistry, I think, somewhat. Um, yeah. It was an academic relationship, so, of course, it's still professional, but he's still trying to be... And that's, and that's the good thing. Like, I'm so glad that they didn't make this relationship messy. Ew. Yeah. Like, in I a romantic way. Because it would have been gross and it would have tainted the movie. And a lot of movies like doing that. So I was glad they didn't do that. Like uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I kind of like that. That was fun. Yeah, that was so good. They were, they were brothers and sisters in my mind. I saw weird stuff happening on the screen when they kissed. Anyway. <laughs> You know who was a really, like, 
a, a really a good performance in this movie. Oh. Mark Rylance as Peter Ishawal. Yes. That was so good. He represents Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Tim Cook, all those guys. And just all of them as one and person. Mark Zuckerberg. He's a I definitely saw a lot of Zuckerberg in, in mm-hmm. his like in his talk. Yeah, his in his voice. talk. Um and then there was probably a lot of Elon Musk in his ingenuity. Robots. Robots, space related things. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, the richest guy, so also I guess Elon or Jeff. Whichever one. Whichever one's flexible. To be honest, Jeff Bezos is pretty, compared to all the other billionaires, he's pretty sterile to me. Like, I feel like he doesn't do that many interesting things other than. However, I learned that in every second he makes $2,700. Man. And he makes, what is it, $200 million in a day? Yeah, something like that. Like $240 million in a day. That's in passive income. In a day. And he makes. He's not doing anything. I think he made like $700. It was seven. Or seventy or seven point five billion? Was it billion? Something hundred million or billion? I can't remember. It was like billions upon billions, and then a lot of it he loses. But yeah, it was now, crazy. Although his salary really is eighty one thousand. So. The one thing that's kind of unrealistic is would would this guy have been a big sponsor for President Orlean, who we all know is who that's supposed to represent? <laughs> I don't know that I even want to bring up the name because that's so divisive. Mm. Yeah, I think it would have went the other way, but I think, I think, I think the fact that billionaires have like their hands on it was another the message. government. I think that's can be somewhat accurate. Yeah, I uh, know, and 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 there's definitely people who think that it's more than we realize, <laughs> and there's people who think that Mark Zuckerberg's in your closet. That that the government will just be able to take all these billionaires' money if they just decided to. So, I mean, you're you, some people believe that the billionaires are the ones who are actually running things. Some people believe that, you know, but what people don't even realize is like we the richest people, the, the richest people in the world don't even share their wealth, right? The, 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 the princes in Saudi Arabia, I mean, they don't have to disclose how much money they have. I mean, in theory, like the style of government, you could, you could imagine with all the access to oil and things that they have lots of money. It's it's all speculation. So we, as far as we know, these American billionaires are the richest singular in people, and in, in, but that's all we know that the richest singular people in America and in the Western wor- world. And rich doesn't always just mean dinero. It can and, mean anything. It can be like in and rich doesn't always mean powerful, but it can. And and it doesn't always mean famous, but if you're well, it does kind of mean famous if you're in a certain amount of yeah. wealth. Um, but. I, I don't know where I was going with this. I, I think there's some aspect of that that's going on, and this is his theory on what that is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to keep going to the bad things, but there were too many messages in this movie. Oh, yeah, there's so it was message overload. Because right, I, saw, I saw lots of global warming, COVID, um, billionaires, campaigns, like how it gets politicized, how messages can get politicized, media... Um, media was very like well and this was maybe one of the good points i'll say mm -hmm. is that they they showed how media can tend to focus get like it's all about distracting people but then again it it never showed any of the it always showed like the daily rip with like tyler perry and and uh kate blanchett as their characters which wasn't like a serious news show it was more of just like a a daily show and it's like why were they why they picked this show to share this maybe that was like oh this is what they would do they would show this share this information on like good morning america <laughs> or like <laughs> some dumb like like michael strahan's the first yeah one michael strahan is the first one to know 
<laughs> we, all, we all know if the end of the world's coming, like, I don't know, like, uh, Timothy Chalamet's going to go on stage and announce it, or, I don't know, Kanye's going to be the one to tell everyone that the end of the world, they're going to make a big event about it. You know? <laughs> end of the world Sell concert. Tickets, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where, like, and that did happen, like, where they had, she had her don't look up, mm-hmm. or no, look, just, just look up. Was Ariana Grande's song? Yeah, all right, and she, and you can tell this movie is so pointed. It could have been a little bit more subtle because her, one of the lines in her song is, "Trust the effing scientists." <laughs> oh my! God. Yeah, it literally is the most like. If you thought that that art has become so not, that's maybe the the the, the another concern about this movie. We keep coming up with things. This if this is like supposed to be an artistic project, this is the least abstract artistic project ever way too pointed it's so mirrored there's no like it's so just it's it's just an allegory of somebody's opinion about what's going on i mean Especially it's very most- very lightly like they change as little as possible and they try to make it like funny i guess but yeah it but I, some of the humor is so like it just doesn't work i know that's just so it's cringe inducing it is. It is, and <clears throat> and some I of it's funny it. because it's cringe-inducing, not because it's like f- elicits genuine laughter. It's because like, oh my gosh, that was so like, how did how did somebody write that and think that was a good idea? Like that kind of funny. Yeah, it, it was it was awkward on a lot of parts, and I think the pacing combined with these are big A-list actors, and then like these lines that are coming out. I can't. I'm trying to think of a specific one. I can't think of any, but it just felt like. So the beginning was a little bit faster, I think. And then in the middle, it got kind of slow. And that's another problem I had. This movie was way too long. Come on. And I know to address all the issues, it would have to be a 10-hour movie. But that's like... <laughs> it was like, what, two hours and 18 minutes or yeah, something? Yeah, so there's no way that either this movie's too long or it needs to be longer. You know, if you want to address the issues, make <laughs> also, it longer. Also, that scene at the end of the movie after the first credits was so unnecessary. Why? <laughs> I don't want to see all that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Old people, come on. <laughs> That, is so gross. that was that yeah oh man but uh yeah, yeah, like did that get i know they said a lot of f-words but like that gave it helped with the r rating and everything i don't know I, uh, yeah it wasn't the decision making process is very odd why did they make the best character in the movie the main character in my opinion or timothy chalamet he might be good why did he, they make the storyline on him cheating on his wife i get it would make okay i think crazy. the point with that was that and I thought this was maybe the one moment that it showed a li- like that McKay's like sort of idealistic version of of how things should go kind of broke was that yeah if somebody all of a sudden like was thrust into the spotlight they might and, and he's not necessarily grounded I mean he's never been put in a situation like this like it's not necess- it's like yeah he would make some decisions that are bad that are like and they don't make sense like you realize by the end of the movie and it's almost like when he does get to be- back together with his wife it is kind of like a seems like a genuine like he's genuinely sorry and she genuinely forgives him to yeah. the like it seems like that but i do get that it like muddies but i almost think that that's like the fact that he was muddied makes him a little bit more real yeah i i, lo- I liked the personal storylines more than the points everything all, more yeah. than the political stuff but it distracted from the points that mckay was trying to make that storyline was something that was separate which so if you're trying to do a story 
that's separate or a storyline that's separate from the like you got to have characters i know you got to get into the depth of the characters leo's a character can portray characters that get deep but <clears throat> the point of your movie was all over the place so you're trying to make all these different points plus you have a character mess up and come back with his wife at the end and it kind of fits with the world is ending type of thing but the resolution's very quick you know she just says she cheated on him once and she forgives him so it was a whole. It, the, I guess if it was faced against the end of the world, I think that's what it was supposed to be yeah. saying. Like it was like this is the end of the world, so like everyone Why knows fight. it's going to end. So it's like we just gotta face the fact that we both have wronged each other, yeah. and that. And and the thing is, I don't know. That's probably not really. That's probably not the right process to go through. It's like it's it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> but I was just confusing. Maybe that's why I'm mad. Yeah, it was a little confusing. But yeah, I. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet was awesome. We'll start talking about good things. Timothy yeah. Chalamet was amazing. He was cool. Um, representing the the Christians. Someone. They, they, they <laughs> didn't necessarily make the most Christian-like decisions. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, like, including that he didn't want to tell anybody that he was a Christian. Yeah. Um, but but um, uh, he definitely... like I have been a little disappointed by Timothy Chalamet and a lot of things. And I think part of it's like just the hype like he he gets hyped up so much and i kind of feel like he's kind of just like a average actor who's like has some he looks interesting so people (laughs) like but but i don't know but this movie i feel like he he did play a role but he kind of plays this role a lot in everything but it was good and it was it was funny and it kind of contrasted kate dibiaski's character where they both were trying not to care like in their relationship like yeah, whatever. Hey, oh, whatever. Like, uh, Doctor Mindy, can I be vulnerable in your car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so use a sweet. Oh, I kind of l- I love you. And uh, do you want to get married? For a bunch of cold-hearted people in this movie, he was he was a a good good sweet yeah, taste. Even if he had a hard time with That's it at first, he 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 was he was. Um, oh, what were some? I I I wrote down like Jonah Hill had some hilarious lines. Um. Yeah, you know. Oh, and then the snacks, the snacks bit. Yeah. Where the the general that brought them into the White House. So they went in with this guy named Oglethorpe, General Oglethorpe, who was like in charge of some sort of space force thing. Type we thing. have a space force. Yeah, we do. I don't think that's what this was called. <laughs> I but forget about that. I saw an ad on Snapchat the other day. I don't even join know the space why I was force. But um, anyway. uh, they they walk in and this this guy's like. Well, these snacks cost like ten bucks each. You know, it's so hard to get. So I want you to just like split the cost amongst yourself. And so they all give him like ten bucks, and then later they find out that all the snacks were free. And so the whole movie, Kate, Kate is trying to figure out why. Like, what was the point? Like, why did he do that? Like, he's not like he's poor. He's like he doesn't need forty more dollars. So she's like, is it a power play? Like, is he trying to play mind games? Like, what's going on? <laughs> And it's like it is. It, that was pretty funny. Like, I think it was subtle. That's why it was good. Yeah, like the the fact that she kept going. Like, it was almost like all this craziness is going on, and you go back to like, why did this guy rip me off like ten bucks? Yeah, that that was the good humor in this movie. Yeah, uh, the sort of stuff that like undercut a lot of the more heavy-handed. Yeah, like things. Uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence versus Jonah Hill when they would talk and stuff. I'm just gonna oh, say yeah. their actors' names. The uh, he said <clears throat> she comes with the brown bag over her head, and he goes. Oh yeah, you know the brown bag of your head. Oh yeah, that was me. Only the seat, only the uh, 
CIA does that, but I had the FBI do it. They don't normally do it, but I had them do it. <laughs> you know, another really funny part of the movie. What? Um, Peter Ishuel was talking in a meeting, and then he brings up this lady to give to give her presentation, and then he goes up and he just like sniffs her hair in the middle <laughs> of the movie. It was, and it was like, I it's like bad. It's bad, like. Like I mean I don't I don't know whether it's it's just really it's weird. Just so random. There's but it was it just for some reason it was so perfect with his character. Like he would do so, like that guy would do something extremely weird like that. Yeah. And and uh, yeah so that that just that gave me a good laugh. I was like that was that and that's really subtle. Like that's a very subtle humor. Um, I don't know which which uh, billionaire they were basing that off of maybe zuckerberg <laughs> i don't know like yeah. i'm not sure who's done that yeah i don't, I don't know but uh <clears throat> yeah it's a, that's that's what the thing was it was kind of the subtle the subtle things were the best part about it the point things weren't as good and i'm gonna keep relating it back just because the whole movie was that <laughs> yeah it was way too long way too long in my opinion but think of in the case of an asteroid you might need insurance. In the case of the end of the world, there will be no insurance agencies. But let's just say they break up the comet, but there still might be some damage. Probably want some. Jonah Hill survived. That could yeah. be you. Yeah. You want some auto, home, business insurance for this situation? You should call Hedman Anglin Agency. And uh, and they'll, they'll get you hooked up, uh, I mean, th- for any any damages, any any anything that you're concerned about happening i mean you just want to be protected i the the fact that we're not in control of our life is the whole point of insurance yeah like, like you can't predict if you could predict know everything that you had to do to keep yourself safe you probably wouldn't even do it like it, it would probably be difficult to do anyway but we don't know and and there's a lot of things out of our control so we need to to get insurance to protect ourselves from the instances of that happening and so if you if you like to that that uh call 614-486-730 that's 614-486-7300 and the cardboard cutouts are still on the table yeah, we've made some designs we, yeah we've definitely we've made some designs yeah or you could pick out your own. I think we said that in the last episode that we could, that they could pick out their own design. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, we can pick out the size of the cardboard cutouts, though. Tiny. <laughs> yeah, very small cardboard. You don't imagine like life size. Yeah, we're talking about like literally a piece. How of are we gonna ship those to you? Yeah, yeah, like in an envelope. <laughs> like, like I will make a little like uh, cardboard like design thing, and then I'll put uh, I'll like print my face out, and I'll like tape it on. My hey, but it's still on the table. That's still good. <laughs> That's true. Uh, or maybe something a little better. We'll just see, but you you should just contact them. Depends on who wins. You should contact them for insurance first and cardboard to cut out second, though. Yes. I mean, let's just be honest. And another announcement. Jonathan from Hedman Angle Agency is going to be on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll announce the movie um, when we have more details. But I, I believe that is the plan right now. Yep. And... Uh, and so that'll be exciting, and and we'll get to hear more You'll about his. You'll finally get to hear about it. Yeah. Well, wh- why have we had this ad this whole time? There's yeah. a reason. Yeah, and we'll and we'll delve into it. Yes, it's very. Well, part of it's because we got this fancy box thing right here yeah. that he provided us. Not that to brag. It would we got be, the hookups. It would be hard to to do the podcast without that. We'd have to be sharing a mic, which Zach and I have very large personal space bubbles that yeah. we really can't be that close to each other. I need six feet. We need to have some semblance of being professionals. 
Yeah, I mean, we're kind of professional. I, I guess we, we have experience. We definitely have experience. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I still say um sometimes. Um, and I will not edit it out because I don't um, have time like, for that. Um, like. Um, um, like, yeah. Um, so totally. Cool. Totally. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I don't We're going to distill our podcast to everything that's annoying that people say to fill in sentences. Hmm. Um, hmm. <laughs> It just becomes ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> what does ASMR stand for? Uh. I've always wondered that. Autonomous sensory meridian response. That sounds really. That is not what I was expecting. That sounds almost too inappropriate. Well, there definitely are is an aspect of that in the industry. What? <laughs> no, that couldn't happen. They didn't address that shockingly. In. In this movie, yeah, it's more maybe of a Adam McKay's topic. next movie he'll he'll address the, no, the pitfalls of the ASMR. He's got enough money. He just needs yeah. To oh, the, well, there's a lot. Of, like he's just such an interesting guy because he uh, he and um, Will Ferrell have had a falling out. Mm. Um, if you didn't, and uh, I heard about this. I, I I think it was on some podcast that I was listening to that was criticizing this movie actually mm. and saying how bad it was. I don't know if the guy even watched the movie. He was just criticizing it. <laughs> And, um, Sounds like a critic. Because he was like, nobody wants to watch this, which is kind of true. Uh, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, I do, do want to look up some of the reviews because I am curious what what the negative criticisms... Like, I know kind of what they'll probably be, but... Um, but anyway, I'm getting a little distracted. But he was supposed to cast um, Will Ferrell in this, like, Lakers documentary or, or something. He was doing some sort of TV series and... and uh, what ended up happening is that he uh, he casted someone else over Will Ferrell, and that was just the the last straw kind of thing for Will Ferrell. And and, and what seems like it happened is that Will Ferrell maybe was trying to make a shift in his career, and Adam McKay had already kind of made a shift, and Will Ferrell got left out of that shift after having like some of his most successful movies with this guy teaming up with this guy kind of doing a lot of his early like most of his early movies i think except for elf but yeah yeah um well all of a lot of mckay's early movies were with will ferrell and they were like a team like i think they might even they might have even had their own studio to get like or a production anchorman stepbrothers talladega nights he well he co-wrote with with will ferrell is what it says he anchorman one and two uh talladega nights stepbrothers the other guys so that was one two three four five movies um so that's that's quite a few movies to co-write act have a directing relationship with to have that like now he's dropping you for like christian bale and brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio like i i can get like i don't exactly know how the politics of hollywood works but the thing is like it might be a little bit of will ferrell not being like realistic with himself that he's not like it's okay that will ferrell is not Leonardo DiCaprio or Christian Bale like Will Ferrell is his own like that's good if Will Ferrell was like every other actor like he would not be like that's the thing he would not be famous he would not be an interesting person to watch so it is kind of odd how actors can kind of maybe I, I, I as I praise actors for breaking the mold sometimes you can go too far with it and and then it'll only lead to disappointment because you're not being realistic with yeah, yourself. You might have range, but you're, you might be better in some areas, e- even if you have range. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I think 
I don't know whether fame makes people because if you notice, McKay kind of has done this. Fame made him believe he was an expert in a sense, right? Because now he's doing all these movies uh, that he's like are like historical, politically based movies that he's presenting himself as an expert on this stuff after making some of the dumbest comedies in Hollywood. Like now, like best comedies, but dumbest, but dumbest. Like and and yeah, they're great. But they aren't like they weren't like particularly in- intellectually stimulating. That wasn't the point of the movies. Um, and now, and so I, I, I often wonder because people often turn against people who do that. But some people can switch. It's like, and then what do you even make somebody an expert? It's, it gets all confusing. And should we even believe in that there can be experts? I guess we we have to kind of. But like the best uh, neurosurgeon isn't gonna know anything about like or he's gonna know only moderate about bit about almost anything else besides what he has hyper specialized in so we should be careful about trusting people true outside of their specialty but it can be hard to determine what people's specialty are So so this person says, here's a quick and easy lesson for the next time. If the end credits sequence is 16 minutes long, the movie is part of the problem, not the solution. <laughs> I don't even think I watched the whole that. If it was 16 minutes, I didn't it watch not. it. It was not. He's just saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, McKay has little trust in his audience or his characters. The film bellows its arguments at us. The world is terrible and we are doomed if we do not change. Few would dispute this this but a good argument isn't enough to make a good movie <laughs> expensive and way over long the film hits the same joke again and again well past the point that has been made give us a good one give us what here's here's gets. some good ones meryl streep is wonderful and she's joined in her wonderfulness by kate blanchett and tyler perry both hilarious as program ends on a spiky news channel wait the the world is going to end but how do I look on camera three? I don't. There was yeah, no I'm point. So confused <laughs> I mean, these are all like summaries, so I don't know that you're always going to get like a good like synopsis of what they actually think. But uh, what's interesting about Don't Look Up is that it has tapped like a tree root in the great subterranean sea of sadness around the changing world. Wow, weren't those some words that were typed out on a piece of paper? <laughs> I like. What am I supposed to? I'm, like, what does that mean? Like, I, I feel like this is the problem with writing. Subterranean. You can just say words that sound good together, but it doesn't mean that you said anything that has any value. Like, I, I don't think that means anything. Yeah. Is that, like, supposed to be, like, a... Like, oh, that's what this whole movie is pointing out. Wish kind of thing. Probably not. Um, and then there's a bunch of rotten ones. But uh, we try, we always try to go back to the good things about the movie, but... We've still ended up on the bad things. I enjoyed it. I, it was watchable. Yes, was that's what I will say. It was engaging yeah, to watch. Yeah, engaging. And uh, and it was it was somewhat enjoyable to watch. I mean, it was like I watched it in a few different settings, but I kind of thought I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna have to trek my way through this movie, even though I was like still I was intrigued by it. But I I definitely was like got kind of hooked after a certain point. Um, so it's not. It's not all, it's like in that sense, McCain knows how to make an engaging film. There's not really any arguing that. And, and the actors are good enough to be engaging. Um, it has, and the 
photography is good enough to be engaging. So, so that's not really the problem in this movie. Is not like the technical aspects of it. It's it's, it's, it's the, the script. It's the substance. It's the mind behind it. Yeah, it's it's all of that. <laughs> okay, Cole Smithy claims "Don't Look Up" is the best American film of 2021. What is? Well, I mean, I only watched like four or five films. He gave it five stars. <laughs> he gave this movie. Let's look up my letterbox and find out what I've given five stars. There's only a couple movies, and compare them. Okay, there's no way that any of them are even are even on the same level. Yeah, that don't look up. Well, yeah, none of the movies I rated five stars are even close to being on the same level as Don't Look Up. No, I'm just kidding. Like these are like classics, like No Country for Old Men. Okay, that some of these might be a little aggressive. To be fair. But that, that, these are also my opinion. But like, uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Finding Nemo. The Empire Strikes Back. Finding Nemo. Memento. The Seventh Seal. You the know? Godfather. Go back to our previous episode. Yeah, The Godfather. Uh, my latest one was Arrival. I gave five stars. My Life is a Zucchini. Did we do that movie? We haven't. We should. Yeah, I like that one. That, one, that one's a, it's a sad and happy one at the same time. Um, but in Mulholland Drive which doesn't make any sense but it's a really good movie um yeah but it, it, i don't know how this guy decides what you know is a good movie and what's not but if he gives it a five star he gets his paycheck he looks like an interesting guy now, well make fun of how he i mean <laughs> it's funny to criticize critics because that's i mean that's what we are we're critic critics that's okay if somebody makes a podcast that's like criticizing our podcast that's that I would almost find that helpful. That'd be an so, honor. Yeah, that would. It, that means we, that's the thing listening. is somebody would care enough to write something about how we. I think that's how you know you're successful, and that's how we know we're not successful. Is if there's people criticizing you, you've had enough people listen to you that you're not like because if you're just bad, nobody's gonna listen to any of this stuff. So that might just be where we're at. Oh, uh, I think Peter. What is his name? But we're also discounting our loyal fan base, so we we uh, we don't actually think we get zero listens, and we we do sometimes joke about how um, how we don't have a, like a ton of listenership, but it's really okay. We do we get, are, like we get messages when we're we off. get messages when we're off. People come up to us that we know, and and we appreciate it a lot. I think that's sometimes that something you can lose. It's like kind of a false sense of humbleness that I'm trying to be like. Uh, you know, who am I to be making a podcast? But at the same time, it's like, it's a fun thing that everyone can enjoy, hopefully. I honestly together. forgot. Why did we start this, Ben? Um, because I wanted to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can, I can take you back to the moment that it happened. We were at one of our friends' Ben's parents houses. met each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the very start. <laughs> they were in college, right? Yeah, well, they didn't meet each other in college, but no. that's beside the point. They probably don't want me to tell too much of it <laughs> without their permission. Um, uh, but but uh, we, we were at one of our friends' house, and I was like, Hey, Zach, uh, what do you think about starting a podcast about movies? And Zach was like, Sure, let's do it. And he was like, no, let's actually do it. So, like, and then we made ourselves buy a microphone. Zach went on vacation. We got the microphone. We, he came back. Wait, how did you remember the vacation part? I, don't even <laughs> I just remember that. that. 
you ordered it we ordered it while you were on vacation or something I, I just where was stuck that? A, i don't i don't remember oh. i think you were in california i think that's when you got robbed don't go to california <laughs> that's probably why i remember don't it. go to california you'll get your i you'll get your macbook stolen okay and and then uh and and then we we our first episode uh, we did in, in David's basement. David has now moved on to being Zach's roommate. Those were good and in, times. And an undisclosed location. They were good times. Because uh, yeah, we did review the movie Good Time. Uh, and uh, and that's that movie will always hold a special place in my heart because of that, I think. I I'll always look it. at that movie a little differently than I look at any other movie. because And, and probably like it a little more. Um, even though... I don't. You were probably really the craziest about that movie. Because of the, like, the weird... I didn't like style. the camera shots. I like the camera shots, but David and Zach both couldn't handle the yeah. the way it that it was much. shot. Too fast. It was Give very. It was kind of stimulating, like overstimulating a little bit. Um, and and so that's kind of how it started. And then we. But it started our love for Robert Pat- Pattinson. That's true. Mm-hmm. It did, and we need, and we're going to. I think we're revealing a lot about our schedule. We're gonna so reveal. We're I gonna think, review the Batman. I think we're. I, I I if I reveal a lot, that means I got to be held to what I say. So okay. I'm trying to. Build some accountability, so we we don't falter in our in our. Who cares our if we disappoint? Desire. Who cares? That's we a good did point. it because you wanted to. This that, is all that it started from. <laughs> a desire to just think about, you know, take some entertainment and think about it. I think that's what I really want. I want. I I have this idea in my mind called purposeful entertainment. So if we're gonna live in a society where entertainment is such a driving force, we might as well use it to work some of our thought engines in our head, right? Work, work some of our gears and make it have us think about hard things and, and wrestle with things and hopefully use it as a, not as an end. Like watching movies should not be your end in life. Like it should, should be it, probably hopefully a small part of your life. Like, and, a, and you should know where it should be on your ladder of things. Yeah, make it, it a lower be, priority. And it than should the not be very high. Last year, did I make movie watching a little bit higher than it probably should have been? Maybe, but that was only because I felt like I needed to build a foundation to be knowledgeable on that on this podcast. And now I don't care about how knowledgeable I am. So uh, I represent I'm just say, public opinion, though. Yeah, Zach so represents public anything. opinion. I represent. I've dabbled in watching some more. He represents movie nerd. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Zach represents Marvel nerd. I represent movie nerd. That's way this is literally things. how we should. We now we know how to like market our. Marvel's our, not movies. It's a big TV show. Yeah, Mar- Marvel is like, there. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very commercial. We always talk about Marvel. Yeah, we do, and that's well, and that's fine. Like, because uh, you can contrast it with the artistic f- films. Like, don't look up. So artistic. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and so some of those I hope I hope we can incorporate a little bit of that really nerd. Like maybe we'll get some like really like we've never we haven't really even scratched the surface of where you could go with like really film nerdy movies. Like like some of them that I've watched that are just absolutely just like um, Eraserhead or uh, well that was on our list. Eraserhead was on our list. There's this uh, what's this? I, there's this French movie I like. I have to look up my letterbox now. I don't know oh, why it's man, slipping I don't my mind. Read subtitles. Do you not like subtitles? I don't. Parasite. I mean, Parasite's okay, pretty that was, mainstream. That so, was good, though. but it's it's funny, even though it's uh, even though you can't really get all of the humor. Squid Game. Squid Game. <laughs> let's I'm see. Let's sure. go to my uh, rankings. It's somewhere on here. Yeah. So so like I said, I will not even pretend that I've watched like the most like. 
<laughs> the most difficult artistic movies to watch because there's so many of them and and they are difficult to watch. It's like reading a uh, a book that's like War and Peace. Yeah, like War and Peace. That some of the these movies are are like that. They're, They're so heavy, but headaches. Yes, but uh, Holy Motors was the movie I was talking about. Absolutely, like it, it. It's it's completely different from anything that you'd ever watch because it totally disconnects itself from the more reality-based stuff that's popular and it's so abstract in, in its concept and, and just there's no way you can watch that movie and have a definitive understanding of what's going on. Um, and so there's, but there's a time and a place for that. You can't like live in that world all the time. It's, it would get, it, you would start to reach the point where you're like, what, why am I like, what is, why, what is the purpose of doing this? What is the purpose of exploring these ideas? But every once in a while going to a place like that is, can be kind of interesting. Yeah. I think, I think a healthy balance is taking, like you said, your entertainment, which was a very wise thing for you to say and kind of making it supplement the things that are actually meaningful in life. And it movies and entertainment have meaning when they supplement. If yeah. they don't supplement, then there's no meaning. Right. And of course, entertainment doesn't have to be meaningful all the time. You can, enjoy entertainment for a purely yeah like man type of movie. like zach said you can use it as a relaxant like a, a, a escape as long Recharge. as you're as long as it's not your only as long as it's not the only thing you are doing to escape and you're not leaning like anything like anything you use as a a de-stressor could become unhealthy to mm-hmm. an extent but and movies could be that for you or it could be something else and there's definitely things that are like always unhealthy and things but everything almost anything I would have a few remarks for things that you probably couldn't get to, yeah. like that you could never do enough of, like, and we never will do enough of. But like these types of things, yeah, they are. There is an aspect to them that they're not that important. But in in our society, they they uh, there control. are artistic expression there. Billion are, dollars of industry. industry. Yeah, this there's so much, and this is just one aspect of that. There's sports. Sports are massively popular, and they don't even have a plot. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> That's true. I'm not a sports guy. I guess they do have a plot, but it's not. It feels more authentic, maybe, because it's not. The like, plot is I'm gonna win. And yeah, it's, they're filming it as we watch. Um, and, and, live. And so uh, maybe that can re in into the new year. We've set our vision for what we There's want no the message. What we want the movie <laughs> vault to be. I I've set my I've set my vision. I put on my visionary lens. Your WandaVision lens. Yeah. And I, I, I've, this is this is like why we're doing this. And uh, I missed it. What did you say? I I I don't even know. You said something movie vault. You made big hand motion. He made big hand motions. I did. I was. I said. I set the vision. Oh, uh, he did the SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, the vision. Imagination. Yeah, and we should. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just excited. I'm. I, this is. Zach and I, we to get a little little personal. At least for me, mm-hmm. uh, right now academically it's tough it's tough and and i think it is for zach too would you agree yeah it's nice to have something that we can we can do that's just like a creative outlet every once in a while that's that's really what and that that's would be my personal purpose for this kind of true um and and yeah so we hope you enjoyed this episode of the movie vault if you have any uh, anything you'd like to add about Don't Look Up, do you have any final closing thoughts about Don't Look Up or anything else? That- no, I want to stop talking about it. Um, shout out to Stryker who yeah. texted me about Movie Vault. Thank you, bud. Um, 
That's it. Um, yeah, we should do shoutouts. Um, we should do shoutouts. If you want shouted out, uh, email us at themovievaultpod at gmail.com. I think that's the right email. Yes, that is the right email. It's been a while. Pod at gmail.com. Or DM us on our Instagram account at themovievault. Um, which I think we we have had some people uh, DM us when we were announcing stuff. Let's shout them out. Let's shout them out. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we got Nikolai who was on yeah, one Nick, of our podcasts. Um, Charlene. Yeah, Charlene. And uh, those those were kind of the two people. So uh, yeah, if you if you want a shout out and if you want to say something to us but you don't want to shout it out, just like note that we'll never reveal like that like that much about you we're not we're, we're not doxing people nikolai's home address is bubble. i know it but i'm not gonna say it. i have that power nikolai remember that <laughs> all right on that note <laughs> we'll close the vault oh boy you close it then all right Let's launch the nuclear device now. Let's set it off. The asteroid's coming. Don't look up. Don't look down. Don't look sideways. Don't look forward. Don't look backward. Don't look inward. Don't look outward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>